Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to episode 18 of the show about AEW and all things elite. Welcome to all things elite. My name is Floyd and I am your co-host and with me today have a special guest interview slash co-host. His name is, you might know him as the Irish Mexican on Twitter, but we call him JR. How you doing today, JR? Good, Floyd. How you doing today, man? I am doing well. We, You were all over Las Vegas with me and at Double or Nothing, uh, rocking your very, very special gear. I mean, it's like you know when you're there, you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's awesome to have you on. You hit me up, and I was like, oh, you want to do the show? Definitely, definitely want to uh, do your show. Uh, looking at your profile pic with your famous green jacket on in the NWA title. So, so dope. Uh, hi, uh, you excited to be on today? Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, when you look at... That we have a chance to talk about a brand new wrestling promotion, AEW All Elite Wrestling, and what we have. We're in a series of wrestling right now in a time that we haven't even been in the, since for almost twenty years now. It's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. I feel like I'm a kid again, just talking about it. And uh, you know, it's how much more excited can you be? We have at the end of the month, we have a fight fighter fest, and then we have fight for the fallen coming up, and as well as we all know. The big news about All Out Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yes, uh, and that's uh, before we get started with the big news of the day. Just want to let everybody know. I'll start the show by reminding you that this episode of All Things Elite is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV, where you can get access to over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe onto your laptop and mobile devices. If you use the code Social Suplex, which is where you find the show, you get the first month free. Uh, big news of the day. The big number of the day, 15. 15, 
15 minutes uh, that uh, it took to sell out the Sears Center Arena again. I will tell you this. if I, I and This is not an insult to Sears, but I'm just saying it real. If they had faster servers, I guarantee you this could have been like 30 seconds or a minute. Because <laughs> when I got on, I got up at, I work overnight, so I got up at 9.30, or what was it, 10.30, and I jumped in line, and they said, oh, you're lying, your place is going to be random. I get through, 26,000 in line. Get through again, there, you know, on, I, I go through on my phone, 31,000 in line. Yeah, it sounds like it was whenever you signed in, but whatever. It's cool. Uh, yeah, tickets sold out in 15 minutes. I mean, I, we're all refreshing, but, you know, you, you're trying to refresh, but you're just sitting there, and you're waiting on tickets. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I technically did not get tickets. What I ended up doing is I realized I wasn't getting tickets. I went to the StarCast website. Uh, went to their Platinum Bundle, which guarantees you two lower bowl tickets to All Out, two uh, uh, Platinum Bracelets uh, to StarCast, and two VIPs to uh, the After Party, uh, All Out After Party. And you got that for $999. Well, uh, unfortunately, well, at the time before I was, I wasn't really planning to do StarCast. Not that I don't love StarCast. It's just I, I've been to do a lot of things. I've done WrestleMania this year. I've done StarCast this year. I actually have a honeymoon next month. So, time, vacation time, and all that stuff, I didn't think I'd be able to pull it off. But, if I wanted to get in the building, I had to buy the tickets. So, I bought the tickets. So, I might be in, in uh, I might have two platinum bracelets that I'm not using it's just going to have to figure that out so that is 15 minutes Cody announced it you were in line the graphic on the line says the the sale to the show has ended uh, what I found out is after you could go in back you can go after about 30 minutes when the Sears site had it was done being crashed you could go in and you, there, there are platinum seats available now I, I've been Trying to be the beacon of education when it comes to tickets. Platinum tickets are tickets bought by Sears. So Sears Center bought these tickets from AEW. They then resell them based on ticket demand. So if you want to get a ticket, I don't know how it is now. But as of a couple hours ago, if you wanted to get a ticket... If you're willing to pay a little bit more, which is basically going to be secondary market prices, and you know, be guaranteed that the seat is coming from the arena, you could go in there and buy those tickets. That's actually how I got to Double or Nothing. I did not make the general sale for Double or Nothing. I went ahead and bought platinum tickets. And again, they were like three times the amount that you would have paid if you would have got them the regular way, but you got in. So, uh, 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 congratulations to everyone that got in. Um, uh, JR, what do you think about the sellout? Well, the first thing was, um, as we're talking, I went ahead because I wanted to compare it to All In. All In sold out in a few seconds short of 30 minutes. And a lot of people 
I think the difference between last year for All In and this year is is a huge demand for resell tickets in the sense of you're seeing scalpers going in and buying a lot more tickets. And I think even Dave Meltzer had mentioned that last year was that they didn't the resellers slash scalpers didn't anticipate the demand. And I think going into this year for All Out, that's why you saw the number essentially cut in half from 30 minutes to 15 minutes because there was so much more demand between the fans as well as the scalpers out there. I think um, I think there's a lot of things that AEW did to help combat um, scalpers. I think one of the things they, that I really appreciate as a fan is they dropped the number, the limit, um, from eight down to four. Most venues, um, they typically have a limit of six or eight, six to eight. They dropped that down to four. I think that really helps in that matter where it gives fans the opportunity to be able to buy it. Um, I think it's, it shows that fans want to go to AEW, that fans really enjoy the product that's out there. Um, I think a lot of fans are willing to travel. For those who didn't get tickets, I know it's extremely frustrating. I, w- I know for a fact I was frustrated. I didn't get tickets for double or nothing. I even went back and tried again um, when um, extra tickets were given after the production release happened, and I still couldn't get them. Um, but if you didn't get tickets, be patient. I definitely think that as we get closer to All Out, you'll see some tickets on the secondary market. Those prices are going to drop dramatically. I think the day of and the day before double or nothing some of those tickets were, were almost in half of what the face value was so you'll definitely find tickets um so everybody out there don't worry if you want to go to chicago you want to go to sierra center you'll be able to find a way i think another thing that's important to mention is that um what the sierra center did with uh purchasing and creating platinum tickets this is something that a lot of venues do access tickets does it Ticketmaster does it um, I saw the same thing with WrestleMania. I saw the same thing for Double or Nothing. It happens all the time. Uh, you happens with UFC and boxing. And the other thing is that AW has partnered with Light. Uh, Light is a resell ticket service where there's actually a fixed cost um, based on the tier of the ticket where you go in, you basically wait in a line, and as somebody sells a ticket to Light, you then purchase the ticket based on the line that you are. Um, place in the line that you are in so definitely don't worry about that yeah definitely a lot of ways to get tickets uh while jr was talking uh i definitely just went ahead and brought up aewtickets.com you can get in section c101 like if you're looking at the stage and you're coming out from the stage it's on the right side of the stage it's on so you will be on the same side as the camera section c101 they have tickets in row one two and three for 364 dollars uh they have section 104 again that's on camera side that is pretty much right next to the section where the camera would be uh so and that is there are 564 dollars a ticket and then they have section uh they have section a on the floor row g one and two uh g row uh, uh, sections a and g row one and two so uh you can get a you can get uh a first row seat in section a and it's seven hundred sixty-four dollars, or for a second row seat, first or second row seat in row uh, in sections A or G for seven hundred sixty-four dollars. Again, these are um, 
These are more expensive than the normal cost, but you can still get in. Platinum is an unfortunate. It is for me. I say it is. It's business. It is the. It is the cost of doing business. Ticketmaster has platinum. Pretty like I said, I went through uh, for double or nothing. That you know, I bought a platinum seat. I bought an access platinum seat. And this Sears Center Arena is just jumping in on the fun. It's just, it makes sense. It's another way for the venue to make money. Uh, those tickets are pre-bought from, uh, pre from uh, AEW. So AEW has, you know, they're, they're counted as sold tickets. It does not, if no one goes on and buy any of these platinum seats, AEW still sells out because these tickets were sold to Sears, uh, Sears Center. And uh, the tickets are generally based on demand. So the longer the platinum tickets don't sell, the lower the prices are. That's that's a Ticketmaster rule. I don't know about Sirius Arena, but I imagine they will sell the tickets. <laughs> oh, and and with that, Floyd, you're absolutely right. I mean, you see that uh, quite a bit with I know with Ticketmaster and WrestleMania, you'll see a like a a second row, third row seat that they're trying to sell for 6000 And then all of a sudden, the week before Mania, that $6,000 ticket is now face value. So it happens all the time. So uh, definitely, like I said, if you didn't get a ticket, um, just you know, try to be patient. I'm not one of those patient people. I definitely would be with you if I could. I would get a platinum seat. Um, but just for those of you guys out there, just be patient. You'll, if you want to go, you'll get a ticket, and you won't pay that much. Just do yeah. the waiting game. Yes, I I completely agree. I will say, um, if you're going to our Twitter account, and that's at AT Elite Pod, if you're going to our Twitter account, know this: I will be sharing. Uh, I am going to be sharing. Uh, anybody like that selling tickets, uh, I will only share ones that are selling them for face value. I know. Uh, I just think, you know, uh, I, I do think elite fans should take care of each other. So I'm not trying to help anyone get over. Uh, yeah, but uh, just know StubHub is definitely there. The platinum ticket option is there. Um, uh, what was the site called? Light is there. You can do all those different things if you want to, you know, pay above or generally above face value. But uh, those are not a problem. Uh, you can, you know. Uh, you can go on uh, Facebook. You run the group Starcast Club, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and we we can talk about a little more about Starcast Club. But uh, um, yeah, I actually posted myself. I um, the gentleman that sold me a ticket to Double or Nothing, um, and I paid a little over face value for a ticket that was one twenty face value. I ended up paying one fifty uh, as a resale, so I only paid thirty dollars over resale. And I posted uh, some information about that, that he has some tickets that he was able to uh, get for um, All Out. Now, I know some people may wonder, you know, well, that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, crappy. Why would you do that? Um, it's not me. I'm not the one that's selling it. I'm not the one who's making any money off of it. I'm just trying to help fans get into the building. Um, it's like you said earlier, it's business. I think paying, you know, 30 or $40 over face value is a lot better than paying the exorbitant amount of uh, fees that places like StubHub charges or even platinum tickets. I mean, for paying $500 for a $140 seat is, you know, that's a lot of money um, where I, you know, the gentleman that sold me my ticket for double or nothing, the 
face value was 120 and I ended up paying 150. So I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, like I said, it's, it's one of those things. It's, um, it's an unfortunate evil of, of, of events in general. But, um, you know, I did put some information out there. And like I said, I also encourage people to go through Light. Light is the official uh, resale vendor of AEW. And they have a fixed cost. That, that number does not change. It is a fixed cost. They buy the tickets at a fixed cost, and they sell the tickets back at a fixed cost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, won't, I, 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 I defy anyone. Uh, I defy anyone to find in a major event that a lot of people want to go to that doesn't have scalpers. It just doesn't happen. I mean, AEW is not immune to that. They have done more than other places. They have done more than other places to try to curtail that with limiting the tickets to four, uh, you know, uh, you know, having the, the line set up. They, they do everything, working with a reseller. They're doing everything they can to curtail this, but... Just know there are different options out there. Uh, again, there are uh, there is our Twitter account. Again, uh, uh, and there are different uh, Facebook groups that you can go on to. I will warn that people are going to try to take advantage of you on these uh, on the uh, try to take advantage of you on these tickets. I would buy if you're going to buy from someone you don't know. At least know someone that has bought from them or done business with them. Because that you can get caught. I bought, I bought uh, tickets to. I paid someone for tickets to the ROH G1 Supercard of Honor, and they ended up not being real tickets. So I actually got scammed. And I know a lot of people don't like to admit that kind of thing because uh, you know they, everyone wants to think they're smart, but people that scam you are really smart and they know what to say to get you to buy the tickets uh like I, I trusted them i thought i knew the person and they ended up scamming me so and they're scamming a lot of other people out of thousands of dollars so be careful absolutely i'm sorry not to cut you off but i agree even the information i posted about the you know if they're trying to get information from a reseller um the one that i the guy that i bought tickets from i even said you know make sure that if you don't feel comfortable, you know, utilize a service like PayPal and pay goods and services because just because I bought tickets and I got in the building and I have any issues doesn't mean two months later that somebody doesn't decide they have money problems and they want to take advantage of somebody. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, Matt Coon out there, the gentleman who does his podcast, you know, he bought tickets from, a, from I think it was called The Art of Wrestling or something uh, like that. History of Wrestling. I'm the same guy. I was the same guy. Yeah, so he, he ended up scamming Macoon and a lot of other people for thousands of dollars. And, you know, it happens all the time. You know, everything, you know, for whether it's concerts, wrestling, Super Bowl, it's an unfortunate thing. And just be very careful. Um, like I said, even the information I post out there, I, you know, even though I didn't have an issue, I still highly encourage everybody to, to go through the ABCs, ask all the questions you can, and utilize goods and services through. Yes. You know, yeah. Because you just never know. Um, you know, today, somebody may be honest tomorrow. They may not be. Yeah. Uh, I, that was one of the biggest things. If you're going to pay, pay through PayPal, use goods and services. Do not use friends and family unless you know the person directly use goods and services. Cause your, or your purchase is protected that way. I'm like, I, I'm like, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a negative thread to go down, but 
I'm going to do everything I can to help protect, <coughs> excuse me, people from something happening that happened to me. Yeah, so, well, I, absolutely. And my thing is, I've always liked to, I always want to help people. And, you know, the information I post to my group, it's like I said, I'm doing it because if somebody wants to get into the building, I want to help them. I don't make any money off this. I'm just forwarding information to people who are trying to get into the building to enjoy a amazing show. Um, and that's all I'm doing. And if I can help anybody, like I said, it's one of those um, unfortunate, uh, you know, evils of of entertainment. But if I can help somebody, you know, get to Chicago and watch All Out, then, you know, I, I can pass that information along and try to help them save some money. Yeah. Start. Yeah. Like I said, uh, a little bit about this, actually. Uh, and, but I do want to say this before we move on. This is a good thing. The tickets selling this fast are a good thing if you're all uh, are a Lee fan. I understand you want to go to every show. I do. I, I and there are people that want to go to every Beyonce show. There are people that want to go to every uh, Jay Z concert or in anything. Or when In Sync was hot, they wanted to go to all. But the thing about when your group and the team, uh, the thing you're rooting for, is successful, other people are going to want to attend it too. So that's what we're running into right now. It's just that it's the hottest ticket in the world when it comes to wrestling, and that's the great that's a great thing. You have and and I'm like I'm not crapping on these companies or anything. You have New Japan running one of their biggest shows called the G1 in Dallas. They have come to America, the G1, and it's one of their legendary shows. The first night of the G1, they haven't sold out. ROH, WWE pay-per-views, not selling out. The, you know, people bought this ticket and sold it out in 15 minutes. You know, like, the three, uh, what is it? The three major shows run by the guys. The three major shows run by the elite. You know, I'm talking all in, double or nothing, and all out. All in sold out in, it was like 29 minutes. A double or nothing sold out in four. <laughs> and now All Out sold out in 15. The three major pole shows of these four guys that have created this company hasn't even broken an hour in sales. That is how quick they've sold out. Three shows haven't even broke out in an hour. When is the last time a WWE event sold out that quickly? Yeah, and I, I one the thing, well, first of all, I don't think, Ever, I mean, I'm trying to go back to yeah. days of like WrestleMania 12 and WrestleMania, you know, 21, and you know, a lot of that stuff was pre-sells, and then you went into, I think WrestleMania 21, they sold out in a minute, but that's because of a lot, of, a lot of tickets were sold through pre-sell, um, and and let's be honest, for the people out there who are gonna hate on AEW and the Elite, you know, eventually it's gonna kind of wear out. You know, let's be real, you know. What's new is good, and people like new and, and definitely want to see it. Um, but you're right. This is a good thing for a number of reasons. One, if they didn't sell out, then they're going to think that this isn't a viable market, which is Chicago. Um, the second thing, if they didn't sell out, then they're going to start wondering, okay, what other venues can we run that are smaller because we can't keep putting ourselves in bigger venues and not make money. This will actually allow them. So the next time they go to Chicago, say, you know what? Maybe we need to run 
the United Center where Chicago Bulls plays because doing 10,000 isn't enough. We need 15, 16, 17,000 seat arena. Next time we go to Vegas, doing MGM Grand isn't enough. We're going to have to go to the T-Mobile Arena, which is 16, 17,000. Um, then you start looking at, okay, if we're going to do these temple events and there's such demand, maybe we start opening up the baseball stadiums. Like maybe, you know, maybe we see wrestling in um, where the White Sox play or the Cubs play. Maybe they go to Yankee Stadium. Maybe they go Mets, the Mets Stadium, like it used to be years, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. So this is a good thing because it's going to eventually make the AEW say we need to run bigger venues. And I think that's one of the differences between the success AEW has versus the previous, I would say, the previous wrestling war with WWF and WCW, where the venues they were running was a lot smaller. I mean, some of the venues that WWF was running were colleges. Some of the venues that WCW was running was four or five thousand seat arenas. I think they, I don't think WCW ever put more than ten thousand in an arena, with the exception of when they went to the MGM Grand. So you know, this is a huge positive for AEW, and I think that, you know they'll be able as long as they continue putting on the matches that we want. They're they're going to continue this momentum when they eventually do their TV tapings. Yes, and for me. I won't be at fighter fight for the fallen. I will not be at fighter fest, unfortunately, just because of you know, you know, uh, actually getting married and just financial situations. Just kind of trying to make sure I got everything for my wedding and honeymoon I can take care of. I know I bring that up a lot. Sorry, y'all, but uh, I won't be at those two shows. But I definitely will be supporting my on BR live in whatever other way I can watch them and getting their name out there. But the thing is, I want to be at All Out, which I will be, uh, and then uh, I want to be at the first taping or the first live TV show, wherever it is. We were talking about it before. Uh, we were talking about it uh, beforehand. Uh, I was in line with the meet and greet and Cody, and I was like, "Dude, I want to be at the first one." And he's like, "Man, it's gonna, you know, he, he you know, he's gonna, he's like, it's gonna be in either L, the Forum or the Garden." And I'm just like, okay, you know, and I was like L.A. or New York. And I was like, I can deal with it. That's awesome. Uh, we were talking about it before. And you said you'd rather fly to New York than drive to L.A. Yeah, you know, I I live two hours north of uh, Los Angeles in Central Valley, California. And driving to Los Angeles is just miserable. The forum and the forum is exactly has a lot of um it's a lot of traffic issues. It's not exactly in a good area, which is a whole another issue because right next to the forum is where they're building the new Rams uh, stadium, um, the future home of the LA Rams. It's right next to the forum. And I just can't imagine the traffic or, you know, how bad it's going to be. And in addition to that, if you look at, I just love New York New York's a great city. And if they go run MSG, and I know some people talk about, you know, it's not a war. At the end of the day, it's competition. And for them to go on the very first show of AEW on TNT and go into Vince's backyard, Madison Square Garden, and sell it out, something that Vince hasn't done in a while, saw his own arena and, and Madison Square Garden, I just think would be a major a major coup for AEW and really will set the statement of what they want. And I think it, this has to be a competition because that's what made the Monday Night War so great is that it was a competition. And that's the problem that you know some of the wrestling fans have with the other product 
based in Connecticut is that it's still because there isn't a competition. And once they realize that AEW is serious, and I think the fans of AEW and Elite know that Cody and the Bucks and Tony Khan are serious, they're going to say, okay, we're going to have to rise to another occasion because those individuals, they're not going to watch on Monday. They're going to watch on whatever day AEW is on on TNT, and they're going to watch their show instead. Because I'll tell you this, as a, I love wrestling. I grew up as a wrestling fan since the age of two. I watched wrestling from, from the age of two through college, through my master's degree. My graduation present to myself was going to WrestleMania 26, CHBK versus, uh, versus Undertaker. And I turned off my own cable over a year ago because I was tired of watching the, stale, the staleness of Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Or yeah. actually, that was Tuesday SmackDown. I'm sorry. That's yeah. how long it's been since I've seen it. Yeah. I will tell anyone. The WWE is... The WWE Crockett promotions, those uh, world-class, mid-south, those are the reason I'm wrestling fans. The reason that I am a New Japan, AEW, uh, ROH fan, it's because of WWE. The reason I say that is if when I started doing podcasting a few years ago, I may be watching one New Japan show a year, one ROH show a year. Uh I, I really didn't. I, I, I would watch Cody matches, you know, I would uh but I didn't keep up with any other product. The WWE product for me, and I don't like I said this show is not about the WWE, but I'm just saying this because this is a fact. The WWE product actually started getting so not watchable for me, boring, that I started and I kept hearing how great other wrestling is, I started uh you know, going out and, you know, looking for other wrestling. My first foray outside of WWE was Progress. And they were working with the WWE, but I started at Progress 1 and watched it. Then the New Japan, it was Wrestle Kingdom, I guess, 11. Uh, uh, Omega Okada, I think that was 11. I'm not sure. Uh, and, and it started from there. ROH, it was when Cody signed with ROH. That uh, first match against Jay Lethal. I started with them, and it was like they made a hunger for me. They made a hunger for me for other products. And AEW, so far, you know, I mean, they've put on one show, but with if you call all in, you know, you call in their all in, they're like pre uh, existent show. They entertain me on a level that I've never been entertained on. So uh, I am enjoying this. I mean, let me say this, not never. But since the Attitude Era for me, I'm not saying this is Attitude Era wrestling, but it brings that same kind of passion out of me as the Attitude Era. And it, it really did, uh, like, it, it has made the thing I love buzzworthy. It has made people that don't normally talk about wrestling want to talk about wrestling with me. Uh, there's a convenience store, 7-Eleven. I know, sure, everyone's heard of it. I went into 7-Eleven. I'm rocking... Uh, the double or nothing. I was there shirt, and I made contact with the the guy sitting up front. He was like, "Yeah, that was a great." He was like, "That was a great show," and he's like, "Were you there?" And he was like, "I noticed that you go to all these things," and we started talking, and now we're now we've become friends, and it's just like the whole community. You know, it, the eyes are open. People that wouldn't have paid attention to it before are paying attention to it. So, and like I said, it's a gift. It's a, it is a gift. It is great. We're going to get 
great products. We're going to get great TV. All that is good. It is also a curse. You might not be able to make it to every show at face value. Now, let me clarify. You will always be able to buy tickets secondary market, but you might not get able to get to every t- ticket face value. But just know, if they keep selling out, which I honestly think they will, they'll start running bigger venues. And when they start running bigger venues, there'll be more tickets. But there'll also still be the same crazy level of competition. I mean, there was, what, I think at one point, 40,000 people on for 10,000 tickets. Just think about that. 40,000 people trying to get 10,000 tickets. I, I think it's actually, I think I saw a number that was almost 62,000. Wow. It was, Yeah, it was some of the posts that, because I was watching it through the various Facebook groups and Twitter, there was a lot of people. And I think it's also, you know, I'll say this, as I mentioned earlier, you know, new is valuable, new is good, and people want, you know, you see this craving. I think eventually um, when they start doing their, t- whether it's TV tapings or live, um, and they start going to everybody's hometown. Then when they do the bigger events, let's say this time next year, they do all out two or, or if it's a different name, um, you may not see the same demand. Um, you, if they have a huge temple, let's just say for lack of a better term, an event that's at the same level as a WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, Supercard of Honor, something like that, you may see people travel, um, but I think once they do that, then you'll see this. But because of there hasn't been many shows between All In, Double or Nothing, All Out, and then the same thing with uh, Add In Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, people want to travel because that's the only way to see that live product. And it's, it is really good. Um, you know, I've told the individuals, the, my favorite events I've been to of all time has been Double or Nothing, um, G1 Supercard, as well as an over-the-top wrestling, OTT wrestling in Belfast, Ireland, that I went to December, because the the wrestling was amazing, the fan base is amazing, and it makes the product so much better. Um, and like I said, I think this is a good thing for wrestling, and, and I want to say it is a competition, because once New York Connecticut realizes it's a competition, then they're going to have no choice but to raise their game to another level. And I'm not talking about the talent because they have amazing talent. I'm talking about the creative behind that talent. I think they're going to have no choice but to take off the handcuffs and take off the leash and allow talent to do what they do best, and that's wrestle. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, we've spent about 30 minutes talking about the sellout. I, you know, It's a big news thing. But I do, there was two other big pieces of news. One had to do with All Out. The day before the show, they announced a major match at All Out. They announced announced Moxley versus Omega. How excited are you to watch this, sir? Let me take a, I know know in the past, in the few weeks, uh, you talked about Double or Nothing. But I want to take it back real quick. When John Moxley walked down the MGM Grand Arena from the lower bowl down to the ring, and he stepped into that ring, there was a pop that I haven't heard, I don't think, in my entire life watching wrestling. It was something that, I mean, it rivaled probably Hulk Hogan in Toronto at WrestleMania 18. 
the crowd was so ex- excited because they knew AEW was came to they came and they came to put all the chips in. And with John Moxley coming into AEW, you are gonna have the opportunity to see amazing dream matches. And what bigger dream match than having John Moxley versus Kenny Omega for all out in Chicago? This is I am predicting this is gonna be a 20 star match on the Melter rating scale. I have such high hopes for this match. It is something that Omega is such a great talent. Moxley, his his storytelling and his in his matches and his previous uh previous place he was at is amazing. I just I think it's gonna really set the tone of where we're gonna see AEW when they start doing their TV tapings in the fall. Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. Uh, I know. I know Will Ospreay's been really, really hot this year. He'll probably win all the Wrestler of the Year awards. I love Will Ospreay, don't get me wrong. But Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. And John Moxley, um, my John Moxley, the moment he showed up at Double or Nothing, his cool factor went from like zero to 1,000. Because let me tell you, the, the guy he used to play, Dean Ambrose, I hated that guy. That guy, there was everything that was initially cool about that guy, they made silly. When he came out, I saw the Dean Ambrose that originally started cutting promos with the Shield. We saw what I wanted him to be. A crazy badass. And he didn't come out and attack. He didn't come out and attack any lower level people on the card. He came out and attacked the Alpha and the Omega. He went out and uh, attacked the two biggest stars in the company. And then he did the double arm DDT on Chris. Then he just dropped the referee for no reason. Love that. So, you know, everybody knows. I've, I've talked about double or nothing in excess. But his coolness factor went way up. Then he had his match with Juice in New, New Japan, and I don't care if anyone says that's not AEW canon. Every AEW person was paying attention to it, and he beat Juice. Then he uh, fought the uh, Shota, uh, and he beat him, carried him back to the you know announced that he was going to be in the G1. John Moxley's cool. John Moxley is like the guy that guys want to be, and old school. This is old school. This is nineties. This is '90s. This is this is an old school uh, thing. So hopefully I don't rub anyone around. It's the guy, the guy that guys want to be and women want to be with. You know, I you know, I know. It's a '90s saying. It pro- it probably doesn't work anymore in 2019. But I'm just saying he has that coolness factor about him. He has that Stone Cold Steve Austin effect to him. I'm not saying he's Austin level or anything, but I'm just saying that same kind of buzz. You know, when you kind of when I remember when I was I was in high school when Attitude Era was big, and I remember uh, people would make fun of me because I would walk down. I would walk down the hall and I'd be shaking my head and walk, trying to walk like Stone Cold Steve Austin because, you know, for just a moment, you wanted to have that moment where you felt like you had that attitude. And it's like Dean Ambrose is, Dean Ambrose is the same way with the whole shoulder switching back and the kind of twitchy thing. 
you kind of want to be that guy, you know? And it's just like, I don't think he ever reached this coolness ever, ever. You know, I don't think he ever reached this coolness level. And to put him in the ring with the best wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega, who can pretty much work with anybody and work any style, uh, it, it, you know, the crowd's going to be split. There are going to be people that are loyal to the elite like me. And you know, they'll be rooting for Omega. You're going to have people that's like, oh, my God, Moxley. You know, and they're going to be rooting for them. And, you know, it, the crowd's going to just be electric. I can't wait to see who wins. Kenny Omega set the storyline after he's like, I can't lose to that guy. That guy from that place. And it's just like, oh, my God. So, wow, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Uh, they both have matches before then, but it's going to be amazing. And I think the other thing, too, is when you see John Moxley, and again, this, and if you even go before Double or Nothing, when he, the minute that he was essentially released from New York and he dropped that, that promo on Twitter that he was essentially escaping jail and then making his debut at Double or Nothing, the promo he cut, after Double or Nothing that was released online. And then everything since that point, you know, his matches in Japan, uh, the promo the, the promo video uh, announcing his match against Juice in Japan, I think you're seeing this is what he can do when he's not restricted, that he has that artistic freedom. And I think he talked about that a lot when he did, his, when he did the podcast with Jericho about being restricted. And I think something that, that was very important that he said that, you know, for the New York faithful, and I like to call them because I don't want to say, I call them either the E group or the New York faithful um, that bash Moxley. He said something very important. You have writers telling you what to say and you have producers telling you how to wrestle. And that essentially creates a carbon copy of everybody. And I think with, Boxley being in AEW and I think AEW talent in general, they're going to have that artistic freedom that you've seen in a previous organization similar to ECW. When you have you look at certain guys like Raven and Rob Van Dam, and if you look at Moxley, I think if you take a little bit of Austin, you take a little bit of ECW Raven, and maybe even a little bit of uh, WCW outsider group, of Nash and Hall when they first debuted and you put them all together, I think you get John Moxley that we have in AEW today. And the reason why this match is, is so big is because at the end of the day, do we really know who's going to win? And that's what makes it exciting. Because everybody that supports Omega, you want him to win. And everybody that supports Moxley, you want him to win. But we really don't know who's going to walk out of the Sears Center victorious of that match. Yeah, and, and absolutely and you made you made, you made great points. And I think that's a part of being the new company AEW. Uh you know, Kenny Kenny Omega is one of their tent pole wrestlers, right? But now Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, why did I call him that name? John Moxley is one of their tent pole wrestlers also. Uh and it's like who who's going to get the win? Because they both, have, you know, they both have multi-year contracts. I mean, not everybody can be champion. Somebody's gonna have to take this L. So I am looking forward to that, and and I'm looking forward to the storylines that are gonna come on after that. Uh, so because we got two matches decided for this show, 
We're going to crown our first AEW World Champion. We're going to have the effing horse Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. And uh, we're going to have John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Crazy thing is, is I think, like, like for a lot of companies, that would be enough. The rest of the card would be filler. But we know we're going to get so much more good stuff on this card. Uh, we're going to get some great, we're going to get a great tag team match. We're going to get great women's matches. And But the crazy thing, the crazy thing, so we can go on to the next subject, is that show, we still have two more shows before then. <laughs> how about, if you look, how about Fight for the Fallen? I was thinking, even before that, how about Fighter Fest that's going to happen in two weeks? Yep, because that leads me to the other big piece of news. Because there was so much big news this week. I shared it on our page. Fighter Fest will be free. It will stream free on uh, BR Live. All you will need to do is you will need to create an account on BR Live. Uh, you will sign in, and then you will be able to click on Fighter Fest. The, the holder for it is already there. I've actually shared it on uh, the uh, All Things Elite uh, Twitter page. So uh, on June 29th, uh, you're just going to be able to go in, and you're going to be able to sign in and watch the show for free. And not only that, they added some good matches this week. On the road to Fighter Fest, uh, no, I think this was on Being the Elite. Uh, we had some. Uh, I'm not gonna go through the show like uh, all the way through, but, uh, but we are gonna hit on the highlights from the show. Um, we had Hangman on the page. Uh, Hangman, uh, Hangman on the page. Hangman Page on the phone with uh, Mr. Nick Jackson, and through some confusion. Uh, Nick thought he wanted to fight uh, Jundle Boy. Then he thought he wanted to fight Jimmy Havoc. They finally got the clear line, and he told him, hey, I want to fight MJF. But he's like, I've already booked the other two guys. So they made a fatal four-way. It's going to be Hangman Page, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, and MJF against each other. I, for some reason, don't think that's how that match. I don't think it's just going to end up a straight fatal four-way. It's going to be fun. And then, uh, and then uh, Brandy announced uh, a triple threat match, and she promised it it will actually end up being a triple threat match. You're going to have Yuka Sakazaki. I just bought her shirt on Bro Wrestling Tees. We're going to have Rio. So the magical girl, Yuka Sakazaki. You're going to have Rio, who can take a beating. And you're going to have Nyla Rose, who loves to give beatings in a triple threat match. And she said this is going to be a women's match, not the women's match, indicating that we might get one more match. So uh, we got six matches on a free show. Again, VR Live, what do you think about the announcement that this is going to be free, sir? If you did not watch Double or Nothing and you're listening to this, go right now onto your computer, create a BR Live account right now and tune in because what you're going to get for free is, in my opinion, a pay-per-view quality event. When you look at, in my favorite two matchups, one that was announced this week, Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF. Adam Page, in my opinion, Hangman, is one of the best talents in the world. He's, 
I believe he's going to be the first AEW World Champion. I've been touting him since the first time I saw him wrestle against one of the Briscoes at Death Before Dishonor in 2016. I think he's amazing. I think MJF is the greatest heel next to Chris Jericho on the planet right now. That guy is, and his stock is going to skyrocket to the top over the next year. He's amazing. The second match, the Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega versus Lucha Brothers and a partner to be named later. What those guys are going to do in that match is going to be phenomenal. And I cannot wait to see who the Lucha Brother brings as their uh, uh, mystery partner. So this is going to be a great event, Fighter Fest. It's something I'm highly looking forward to, especially those. And I, we didn't even mention Moxley versus Janela. Yeah, we didn't mention Moxley versus Janela. They're going to try to kill each other. And it's going to be crazy. I think the only reason it's not like a hardcore match is because they're already doing a hardcore match with Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabaley. And that's going to be on the pre-show. Then we got my boy Cody and Darby Allen. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, you're listening to the show, go watch Road to Fighter Fest. Darby Allen had probably, and like I said, I don't, I'm not super familiar with Darby. I met him at uh starcast uh i know a little bit about because i listen to everything elite i do put over other elite podcasts i have no problem with that so i listen to this show called everything elite on voices of wrestling and it used to be called everything evolve and they are big fans of darby allen everything i know about darby allen i learned from everything elite i have no problem saying that uh so uh darby allen cuts this amazing promo cuts this uh actually just i wouldn't even call it a promo it was just like an announcement of who he is it was very powerful i i can't do it justice by explaining it i'm going to tell everybody go road watch road to fighter fest because like i said i can't do it justice and the fact that he's in the ring with cody you can't get two more different people he literally says he paints his face half uh, like it does because he's half dead inside against cody rhodes it's like wow this really doesn't make a lot of sense but it should be fun i i do I do uh, want to put my prediction out there for everybody. Uh, I think the Lucha Bros mystery partner, if I think he'll be healthy by then, I don't know. I don't know. This could be completely wrong. I think it might be the Amazing Red. Just that would be that would be very interesting because you're talking about Amazing Red, a phenomenal talent. I remember him in his X Division days in TNA. Um, and speaking, since there's one more match that I want to mention because he's one of my all-time favorites. He's from he's from my area or in SoCal. Uh, that's SoCal and Censor. It's Christopher Daniels versus Sema. Um, those two talents. I never I wasn't familiar with Sema the Strong Hearts the Strong Hearts, and then I watched their match at Double or Nothing, and they the SEU versus Strong Hearts put on an amazing show. I. You know, I think the most important thing about Fighter Fest is not only that it's free, is that anybody who's not familiar with AEW, anybody that didn't see Double or Nothing, you're going to see what this promotion has to offer, and you're going to see a little bit of everything that you're going to see when they go live on TNT in the fall. 
Yeah, absolutely, and I, uh, I, I, I really do. I am going to. I'm basically going to be promoting it like I work for AEW, and I don't. I get no money from them. I was in line, uh, just like everybody else. But I'm going to be promoting it like at AEW because the big thing is, if you're not, if you're not, you're not able to be there. You need to be watching on BR Live if you're interested in wrestling. If you happen to be listening to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, you're a pretty hardcore wrestling fan. So I, I, I'm not questioning whether you'll watch it. I'm questioning whether you'll get out and tell your friends and family to watch it. I'm, I'm questioning whether you're going to put the popcorn out, get the wings, put it out on the table, invite some fr- friends over and say, prepare to have your mind blown. And then let AEW do what it does. They're going to like it. They're, they're either going to like it or they're not. I honestly took two people that hadn't watched a wrestling show in 10 years to Double or Nothing. And they follow everything about uh, They follow everything about AEW now. They got addicted. They got it in their veins. And it's that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. Get the word out. Get people to give it a chance. I mean, you can't beat free. Almost everyone has a phone or the internet. You know, everybody has a cell phone. Get VR Live app on there. Watch it. Take some time. Uh, do you know? Let them see what what can be great. Uh, let them see what wrestling can be. Let them get that uh, reinvigorated because, like I said, I think Fighter Fest is going to do that for a lot of people. And like I said, they announced some great matches. I mean, this is a hell of a free show. I mean, if they charge, they could have easily charged nineteen ninety nine for this show and got good money because they're putting on an amazing show. But they're doing it for free. They're getting their names out there. They're thinking long game, which the long game is getting people to tune into TNT. So definitely getting this free. Uh, I don't, I, they're going to probably announce what's going to be available on Fight for the Fallen probably right after that show. Uh, it's going to be on BR Live, I know that, but uh, they'll let us know about any alternative viewing that they might have. Uh, Fight for the Fallen, I would, I, I'm just going to say, I'm not telling them what to do. I would love to, that to be their first TNT episode. Yeah, I mean, when you look at one, of the, to me, the most important thing about Fight for the Fallen is the actual name of it, where where the portion of the event proceeds is going to go to victims of gun violence. Um, there's been some unfortunate tragedies in the Florida over the, the the last few years, so I think what they're doing is amazing. That's actually one of the reasons why I created Star Class uh, Star uh, Cast Club was eventually my goal is to hopefully partner with AEW and Star Cast to do charitable work with them to donate to causes like um, victims of gun violence. Uh, last year, they donated funds from the first star cast to uh, Paws Chicago. Um, what they do with Culture City is amazing. So that's because of what they have in mind, as well as being an inclusive organization, is why I created Star Class Club and a pace for um, inclusive wrestling fans. And, um, you know, I think this is important. I think Jacksonville you know, hopefully will be a good stronghold for them. And, um, I mean, the match that Cody and Dustin put on at Double or Nothing, um, if they can put together that type of mindset going against the Young Bucks, I think you're going to have a hell of a show in Jacksonville for Fight for the Fallen. Yes. And as I collect more AEW and stuff material, I would, I, I had, I personally would love to start running raffles and donating the uh, money to, uh, 
Culture City because again, that is something like I said, I've been very clear, not I'm not I'm not what you would call super woke or anything like that. I just it was to me it was like this was something that was brought up on AEW and I had no idea about this community of people that just are stuck in it, you know, they can't go to events and stuff because of uh, their the condition that they have. And it's just, as a person that loves to go to events, I couldn't imagine my life without being able to go to events. So anything to make it where anybody can be more inclusive, I am down for. So I will definitely support everything you do on StarCast Club. Again, that's StarCast Club on Facebook. Uh, and as you just like the regular StarCast, it is two R's, but it's not affiliated with actual StarCast, uh, the uh, brand. It's just uh, a club on Facebook where like people that love to go to events and stuff can communicate with each other, share information and uh, share information. And like he said, he's going to hopefully add a, a very much a charitable aspect to Starcast club. I am in it. I, I communicate on the club all the time. I catch up with the post all the time. I think it's very awesome what you're doing there. Uh, JR. Thank you. Thank you for starting that. Cause it is uh it is uh, like I said. It is, it gets the community. I mean, there is a passionate fan base in Starcast Club. But if you are new to uh, Starcast, you're new to AEW. You new to you new to the Elite Universe, as I like to call it. Go ahead, uh, throw the name in Facebook uh, and join up. Hit up Jr. Uh, I like I said, I'm in the club. Uh, I'm just a member, but you can hit me up. Everyone on there is willing to give as much information as possible. You've created an amazing community there, sir. Oh, I appreciate it. Like I said, the, the, we have a couple of goals, um, or at least I have a couple of goals for the group. The one, it's a place for anything that has to do with the StarCast, AEW talent. You know, I try to promote anything that goes on. Um, like, for example, John Moxley is doing some uh, shows with Northeast, Northeast Wrestling. Um, a promotion up there in the New York area. Um, he has an event uh, actually this weekend um, that was sold out. And then he has one, I believe, again in August at uh, Poughkeepsie um, against uh, Pentagon, which is hopefully going to be a, um, a, a big show. Um, I think Dustin's going to be on that card. Renee Young's going to be there in attendance. I think Jerry Lawler as well. Uh, Phoenix is going to be there. So, um, and NEW, I believe, is also a close. Uh, I would say ally. I wouldn't. I don't want to say partner, but ally with Starcast and AEW. So um, anything that goes on with Starcast or AEW or AEW talent, uh, we want to promote. The second thing is that we want. I want to get involved doing charitable work with Starcast, eventually becoming a partner with Starcast and AEW. As I mentioned to you off the air, I work with a. I'm a full-time educator. I work with first-generation low-income students. I help them transition from high school to college. I teach part-time criminal justice at my local university. So, um, like I said, that's the, the goal. And um, I just want to give back. Um, and part of it is because so many gave to me in my lifetime going through college. And I want to give back to everybody. Wrestling's given me so much. And I want to use wrestling as a, you know, hopefully as a vehicle to give back to those who, for example, were victims of gun violence. Uh, for those who are a part of Culture City. For those who cannot attend events. And also for the inclusivity that AEW stands for. I think what AEW does by um, bringing in amazing talent like Sonny Kiss and Nyla Rose and uh, promotes them and creates a tolerant 
environment is really important, especially in today's day and age where um, so many individuals suffer from discrimination and injustices. And that's why I really love AW, not just the great wrestling, but what they stand for. Yeah, and that's the thing for me. AEW is for everybody. I say that all the time. Uh, You know, and let's say you can just go to a StarCast event and you will meet people from all different uh, walks of life. And, you know, you have this common thread, which is wrestling. And it really is everybody love everybody situation. And I think that's that's important. I know Jackie, uh, Jackie Moon. Uh, his rule, he's like, I only have one rule, and that's everybody love everybody. It's kind of the rule I have. I don't really put up with a lot of the other stuff because, like I said, I'm very nice. I am very, very nice. No problem with anybody. I just don't like when people try to make problems with other people. It's just silly to me. It's silly. That's what it is. I am at the point in my life where all the stuff is like, a lot of stuff, a lot of the little things just don't matter. You know what I mean? I'll just, you know, I'll, I just want to have fun and I want my friends to have a good time. And, you know, and that nothing, you know, that is amazing. That's what, what that's what it's about. And I feel like that's the vibe that AEW is creating. Uh, and I love that about it. So, um, uh, we, my friend William uh, Petruccio, I have some friends on Facebook. He's actually at that Moxley show right now. He just posted a, a meet and greet with John Moxley, so my John Moxley is doing meet and greets. Hopefully, we can get him to do something in Starcast uh, or something like that, and maybe we can do a meet and greet there. Also, uh, I did want to point out this: my boy Jake Campbell. So he added me on uh, Facebook today, and we we talked. He told me he listened to the show, and he said, you're a big Cody fan. So he's like, I had, me and my wife had Cody sign something that he looked at me and told me he's never signed before. And I, I told him I would mention it on the show, and I was like, you know what? I'm looking at it right now, so I don't want to forget. And I was like, what was it? And he's like, it was a copy of Independence Day. Now. Uh, people like ask, why would he have him sign a copy for Independence Day? So this is a little backstory. Uh, this is a little being the elite. Uh, one uh, one week they were in California and they uh, uh, there was this uh, WWE show right where they were doing like a hot topic signing. Uh, Cody went down. Uh, Cody and the Bucks. I think it was Cody and the Bucks and Hangman. It might have been Marty. I'm not. I'm not. Like vividly, I don't remember. I'm just going. I'm going. I know Brandy was there, I believe, and I'm going oh, off. Th- this was this was in the one in I believe it's in Ontario, California. Yeah. It was every. It was basically everybody but Kenny was there. Yes, and he stood on the top of the truck, and he did uh, the monologue from Bill Pullman on Independence Day. He did that. Uh, he did that uh, uh, right outside of a WWE. Uh, building that was it. It was the monologue from Independence Day, right? Yes. Yeah. And then, coincidentally, that video, the a picture of them standing on top of, I believe it was a stretch. If it wasn't a stretch Hummer limousine, it was a stretch uh, SUV limousine. They're standing on top of it, and right behind them, you see a production truck, and on that production truck is a picture of John Moxley. 
Yes, yes, and that's the thing that they everybody said they were hinting from the beginning that Moxley was going to be a part of the group because you can see it. It's Cody, the Bucks, and then it's Moxley's face, and that is yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's a one of a kind piece of memorabilia. It's one of those things I kind of like. Now that I got, now he gave me the idea, I kind of want to steal it, but I'm not because I want his to be the only one like that. So don't steal it. If you heard this and you like the idea, you don't steal it. This is this belongs to him and his wife. This is Jay Campbell. It belongs to him. Don't steal his idea because he's awesome. If you've already had it done, then okay, never mind. But don't go steal his idea. That was genius because it's like it's a one of a kind thing. If people are looking at you and you, let's say you have it hanging on your wall and they're walking in, they're like. Who did you have signed Independence Day? Cody Rhodes. And then it's automatically a story you get to tell. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, oh, yeah. You know, and, and actually, you know, I think that's one of the things that's great about this community of, of AEW and the fans is that I have not had a negative encounter with any AEW fans, talent, um, except that evil, mean guy named Chris Jericho. Um he didn't want to give me a picture because he's an evil bastard, unfortunately. But that's okay. Yeah, uh, he'll get his at all out from uh, from Hangman, um, and then Starcast. And I think the big thing is because it's a very family oriented environment. And I think for those of you, if you if you follow AEW, follow the Elite, and you haven't gone to an event, um, try as hard as you can to make an event in the next six months, whether it's Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, All Out. Um, and I also want to put Starcast in there because what Conrad Thompson does and a lot of other important people behind the scenes that I don't want to mention their names because they, some of them don't want to be mentioned and I want to respect their privacy, but they put on an amazing event. Um, if you haven't made a Starcast, I highly encourage you. It's not like any other promotion or convention. It is ran by one entity. You don't see a bunch of carnies like at the other cons or the other places. And, um, it's very fan friendly. It's family oriented, and it really—it's such a great positive environment of what they put on there at Starcast and and AEW. And I look forward to what you know what this going on. As I mentioned, I I can't as of this moment I'm not able to make it to Starcast three and all out in Chicago. If they do some crazy announcement like you know Omega Jericho Moxley are doing meet and greets, or they bring the Dead Man. Or somebody of that nature, I I may just mortgage the house and and you know take a sick day from teaching. Don't tell my supervisor and try to make it out there to Chicago. Um, but as of right now, I just it's not it's not in the cards. But if you're there, I highly encourage you guys if you can make it, do it because um, you will find that it is an amazing experience that you will not forget. Yeah, that is yeah. I I I have went on and on about Starcast. To the point of people will probably call me a Starcast shill. So I will <laughs> let your words be the words that be about Starcast this week. Uh, yeah, because like I said, it's just um, as we go through it, it's just another way uh, to expand the community, to get to know people, 
And like, and it's just been a great for me. And like I said, the friends that I've made, I mean, whether it's Tiffany, whether it's uh, Issa, whether it's Sydney and Austin, uh, these are my friends. These are people that I talk to uh, daily and just talk about life, talk about wrestling. Of course, we talk about wrestling, but they have become a part of my life, not just you know, uh, I mean, and then, of course, the co-host, Amy, they've become a part of my life. Not just, you know, not just the other fans, not just people I see at events, people I communicate with regularly. And it's just that's crazy to me. It's like like I've always thought I've had a lot of friends and it's just that has multiplied over the years. And that's not just like it's AEW, it's the elite. It's just being on the community online. And that has uh that has, you know, increased exponentially. But, yeah, um, uh, Road to Fighter Fest this week, I, I did want to say it was uh, produced by Cody Rhodes. And uh, I think I think it did a really good job. We had John Moxley. Uh, I mean, not John Moxley. Uh, we had uh, Joey Janela cutting a promo on John Moxley uh, at a casket, tell, basically saying he's not afraid to die. And at the end, he, like, was in the casket and he shut, shut it on himself and like I said, we got the Brandy announcing the match. Um, and then the Darby Allen thing, which was freaking amazing. I'm very much looking forward to Cody's response. Maybe we get that next week. And they'll be, you know, announcing other things. And, you know, as soon as Fighter Fest is over, they'll probably do a couple Road to Fight for the Fallen shows. It's just, like I said, it's going to be, it's the summer of the elite. I mean, that's the only thing we can call it. It's the summer of the elite. It's gonna start. It started with. Uh, it started with double or nothing. It's gonna end it all out, and that's gonna be the summer of the lead, and that's gonna all lead up to the TV on TNT. I imagine that we'll get an announcement of where the first TV live taping is, either during all out or like right before all out. They do a really good job of that, and I'm like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there. Uh, I might get to see Moxley before then because I, uh, you know, the G1 show I was talking about in Dallas. And, and believe me, if you are in the Dallas, Oklahoma area or don't mind traveling in, uh, going to the G run at the American <laughs> Airlines Center, uh, you're going to have, of course, Moxley is in it, is going to probably be in the G1. Hopefully, he'll be performing that night. Uh, the next night, you'll have Slammiversary. I think Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are still working with Impact. I don't watch it. I don't really keep up with Impact because of how their DVR settings. It just annoyed me, and I didn't really want to watch it online. But maybe we'll get some Pentagon and Ray Phoenix that weekend. I don't know. It's just, you know, wrestling right now is the best time in the world to be a wrestling fan. I honestly think it's, to me, as a person that lived through it. How old are you, JR? If you don't mind I'm, saying. Oh, no, no. I just turned 31. Okay. Uh, so you're a little younger than me, but the attitude era was, you know, you were like in what uh, middle school, maybe in no, when when the attitude era kicked off, I, I I was a third grader. Yes, that's what I was like. You were in elementary school because, I, like I said, I was in high school, and because um, yeah, you just, yeah, I just turned 38 like four days ago. <laughs> so uh, that being said. Uh, it was like, for me, it was impactful on who, you know, my high school years. Because, honestly, kind of a little geeky, whatever. But the fact that wrestling was popular 
and everyone knew me as the wrestling guy kind of made me somewhat popular i'm not gonna say i was popular but i got to talk to a lot of people hang around a lot of people because i knew a lot about wrestling and people talked about wrestling like every day so that was a big impact on my life and that's kind of how i feel right now it's just that you can always find a good wrestling conversation if you want to i know the internet of course makes it a lot closer but it's just it's just great it's just the you know the people that have become a part of you know, the circle in the life is so good. Um, let's see. Am I missing uh, your uh, or have I missed any elite news this week? I think I've covered everything, right? No, I, that, that's everything that I can that has came out. You know, it's right. a lot. And the other thing, too, is when you look at it, I think, as you, you mentioned, it right, this is the sum of the elite. And as we move forward through the next coming weeks, there's going to be more information because after we get we get through fighter effects, Fighter Fest in the next two weeks. More information is coming fight for the Fallen. More matches will be announced for All Out, and then I think I think actually before All Out, I think we're gonna get some more some some big information on that TV the TV taping um, because I think they they probably do expect a few people are gonna be willing to uh, fly out for that, whether it's in you know Los Angeles or or New York. So um, I think we're gonna get some information about that. So it's gonna be a big deal. And like I mentioned, I think you put the nail on the head. When you said about being able to talk about it, social media has allowed us to connect to so many people out there and being able to go to an event like Double or Nothing, StarCast, All Out and meet those individuals like you, like Tiffany, um, you know, is, is really great. That was that was as much as a great experience meeting you guys as it was meeting the talent, because then you get together and you start talking. It's like it's almost like we grew up together and it's like we've only and we've only talked online. And that's the great thing about AEW and the fan base is that very passionate and a very loving, a very wholesome, inclusive environment they promote. Yeah, it's just crazy. I'm uh, I'm like I tell I tell people I stood in lines that I wasn't even a part of just to hang with my friends, and I tell them all the time. If literally if we lived anywhere near each other, I would hang with them outside of wrestling because they're good people. And that's, you know, you you can't have too many good people in your life. You know, you can't. You can't. I'll probably annoy them, but, yeah. <laughs> but, because uh, that's how, because I am. I just, you just can't have too many good people in your life, and they're good people. And that's, and that's what I've, I've encountered a lot of in this. Is I've met a lot of really cool people through podcasting. I, you know, I met uh, at All In last year. I met Jeremy. Uh, Donovan, who runs Social Suplex, and Josh Smith, who's his co-host on Keeping It Strong Style. I met them, and it's like, we've been friends. We do podcasts together. Jeremy, again, Jeremy is the boss of Social Suplex. He asked me to do this show. And, like, these are all, like, every there's a string and a thread that's just tying us all together. So that it's awesome, like I said. But the key, like, uh, yeah, the key to it is that it's all about entertainment and it's all about fun. Uh, they are. They have the chord that you need to strike to entertain today's wrestling fans. You know, uh, the elite have their finger on that pulse. They know what it takes to entertain this generation of wrestling fan, which is a little hard because you do have the super wrestling fans that have watched Pentagon and Ray Phoenix wrestle a hundred times. 
They have watched Younger Bucks wrestle 100 times. They have literally seen Kenny Omega, every Kenny Omega match because you can go on New Japan World, YouTube. There's all sorts of streaming sites out there. So to keep people entertained, to keep people interested, to keep people... Uh, to keep people uh, engaged, it's a lot more difficult than it used to be because you can watch and more wrestling than ever. You like Kip Sabian. You're like, man, that Kip Sabian guy is cool. You can go watch 30 Kip Sabian matches online. You can call somebody that you know that's a Kip Sabian fan and you're like, oh, well, here's a stream. This is the top 100 matches of Kip Sabian. And it's just like, so to keep people interested, you have to. You know, you have to do different things and you have to and you can do it through the art of professional wrestling. I use that word a lot because that's what I consider professional wrestling. I know a lot of people like it's sports, entertainment. I consider it art. It's it makes me feel like if you if you want to talk about the matches that are going to get high marks from me or not going to be the matches that are well executed. I do enjoy those matches. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be the matches that make me feel. Whether it's mad, happy, uh, sad. I mean, I know you know what all the feelings are. Forgive me. But whether whatever feeling it is, I, I love being angry at a good heel. I love being angry to the point of having to boo a good heel. When he does that, when he draws that from me, who's been watching wrestling for 30 years, they're really good at their job, and I just love that. I don't know how you feel about it. No, I agree. And and if you look at, to me, like I said, I, I said earlier, I called him a you know, um, a evil bastard, but Jericho, I mean, what he what he's doing right now in AEW, and just the interactions he has with fans on Twitter, he really is playing up that heel to a level that I mean honestly I haven't seen in, in a long time and then the second one is the young guy who I think has you know everybody keeps talking about um other guy like a gentleman by the name of Vel- Velveteen Dream in NXT but when you look at a guy like MJF that guy what I everything I've seen from him from MLW and his in his brief stint so far in All Elite he's just an amazing talent and he makes you want to kill him and then the storytelling that these guys, you know, for me, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm sure you guys talked about double or nothing, you know, till death. But to me, when you look at the match, the match of the night for me was Cody versus Dustin because of the storytelling they did. I was I was so emotionally invested into that storyline. I think for me, that's what big thing about about Cody and the Rhodes family is I'm emotionally invested into them. I one thing I didn't mention to you earlier. And I always, I've been trying to tell this to Cody for almost two years, and I haven't mentioned it to him. I'm gonna say now, far forget. You know, we just recently it's been um, it's been four years since the American Dream Dusty Rhodes passed away. This it was this week that it was that uh, unfortunate anniversary of his passing. Uh, a few months after Dusty passed, I adopted my um, my dog from the local animal shelter, and I in honor of the American Dream, I named my and I, he, to me, he's my son. I named him Dusty. And um, I, I love the Rhodes family. I love what they stand for. I love everything Cody does. Um, he's actually one of my inspirations for me that I got in shape when I was following him. When I was following him online during the Road to All In with the match against uh, um, Nick Aldis, 
So um, it's you are you do get invested, and I think that's the big thing that I love about what what they're doing is I'm I feel invested, and I feel and for lack of a better term, I feel like a kid again because that's what they do to you. They make you, um, they make you happy. They make you sad. They make you angry. They you know get in touch with all those emotions that everybody talks about why wrestling was so great in the seventies and eighties, and uh, and that's how we feel. And I know we've probably been you know saying this over and over again for you know for the last hour and a half, but it's just it's it is a great thing and. And I will say one more time to you know kind of put a bow on it. If you if you haven't made it to an event yet for AEW, um, I highly encourage you guys to do it because you will not be disappointed. It'll be money well spent. And I've actually gone on record to say that this year of 2019 will be the last year that um, until something improves, my money will not go towards Connecticut. It will go towards um, all other promotions. Um, not just AEW, but other promotions to promote other wrestling organizations because of the product they put out there, whether it's AEW, whether it's MLW, whether it's promotions overseas and whether it's in Australia or um, or in Europe, um, because I think it's important to support those organizations for what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know what, I think it's important to give money to things that entertain you. I think it's important not to just get an idea of just giving money to something because you're used to it. And it's something I have to fight myself on. I've been to, I'm at eight WrestleManias now. And I've, I have a goal of getting to ten. I don't, like, next year I have this goal to go to all of the uh, all of the AEW pay-per-views. I don't know how many they're going to do. I'm thinking this will be maybe one a quarter, so they may do three, you know, three or four. And I want to go to all of those. And then it's like, do I, you know, there's this big money pit that is WrestleMania. And I, and I, I never have a bad time at WrestleMania weekend, don't get me wrong. But it's just like, I don't know which one I want to do more. And, and it's really going to come down to, I can't really do both, you know job only gives you a certain amount of time off and it's like right now i'm leaning hard towards aew unless something improves with the current wwe product because and i think that's i think that's what it is we say improvement and again i apologize for cutting you off uh, floyd but the thing is that a lot of people and which really it really does irritate me is that they when we talk about i think it's important to say this when we talk about aew and how we feel aew is a better product they're thinking we're bashing New York and Connecticut, and that's not what it is. Is that the product is stale? And the example I gave is if you give your money, if you go to a, a steakhouse and you buy a steak and you give them hard-earned money, and that steak is horrible, don't you expect them to either give you your money back or get a brand new steak? And that's how I feel with with them is that either either we stop giving them our money for them to improve the product. And again, it's not the talent. It's the creative behind that talent. Yeah. Some of my favorite wrestlers in the world work for the WWE. And and I'm like, Kevin Owens. I love Ricochet. The revival are my favorite tag team probably ever. The Usos, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. It's, is in my top five of all time. So, Believe me, I have nothing against the wrestlers. I, the wrestlers are my favorite in the world. It's just, and I don't want to, I'm not one of those guys. I want everybody to come to AEW. No, I want the product that I turn on. I've been turning my TV on every Monday for the last 20 some odd years, 25 plus years. I want that to get better. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just, I want all wrestling to be great. I want to be I will say this. I want to be able to what I, I was gonna say what I want is I want to be able to just like some 
watch his TV shows every week. You have, you know, when I was a few years, like Monday, watch like Supernatural. Tuesday, I would watch Sons of Anarchy. Wednesday, I would watch this show. I want to be able to Monday watch Raw, Tuesday watch SmackDown, Wednesday watch AEW, and so on and so forth. Because I want every single week to have great wrestling on. Um, every single day of the week to have great wrestling on. And um, and you're right. I mean, for me, I know a lot of people think Omega is the best wrestler. I personally, I lean towards more Seth Rollins, that, but everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I think the Revival is the, the greatest team in the world. Um, I think what it is, like I mentioned, is when you, and being, I think John Moxley said it best, when you have someone telling you what to say and you have someone telling you how to wrestle, you take away that artistic freedom. And I think that's really important. And I would say this in a comparison. Um, we talk a lot about that in academia, the field that I'm from. It's very important to give somebody who's an academic professional their freedom in the classroom to do what they feel is best for the students and i think that's what it is with when you see the talent the artistic talent that a wrestler has and gives them that freedom to do what they do best and that is get into that squared circle and put on a story like no one else can do all right yes i definitely agree well uh we're gonna go ahead uh uh, JR, so you're at JR underscore the underscore Irish Mex on Twitter. And yes. it's hashtag Irish Mexican, correct? Yes, and then on Instagram, it's uh, J period R period underscore the underscore Irish underscore Mexican. There's a lot of underscores. I apologize to everybody out there. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, um, the Irish Mexican. I also have a little, um, I try to put blogs out there um, and news on, uh, it's called Wrestle Pod Talk on Facebook. There's also Starcast Club. Right now, as I mentioned, um, it's, I'm really busy with my education um, where I teach. I'm teaching criminal justice in the fall, and I'm running a summer camp for incoming college freshmen right now. So it's not up to date as much as I would like it to be because of how busy I am doing that. But that's where you can find me. Um, if you want to send me PM, you want to follow me. I love talking wrestling. That's my hobby. A lot of people think I don't have a life. It's true. I go to work, I go to the gym, and I talk wrestling with my with my friends online, and that's it. I have nothing else I do. All right. Well, in the show notes, you will find the link to his Twitter account and the link to Starcast Club. So you can just click on those and join the club and uh, uh, communicate with us. Like I said, I'm Floyd Johnson. All of you know that, but I'm in I'm in the group also. So you will definitely see me there. And I thank you for coming on with me, Jr. Uh, we uh, definitely had yeah we had a good time talking. So we're gonna have to have you on again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Floyd, for having me. All right. Well, uh, all the news that we have given you has been up to date as of 8 p.m. on June 14th. I sometimes like to throw that in there because the elite, and they tend to put out news right after the show is over. So I'm <laughs> just letting you know we record on Friday nights. This will be ready Saturday morning. Uh, make sure you're following the social suplex on Twitter. Make sure you, whatever podcast app you are, you are following the social suplex. We have great shows. I, I personally listen to One Nation Radio every week, keeping it strong style. The Ricky and Clive show, amazing NXT show. Just make sure you're following all the shows on the social suplex. Uh, again, follow us at 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 Elite Pod. 
uh, definitely uh, hit us up if you have any questions. I try to put out as much information about tickets, about uh, about events that they're having. Uh, like I said, I work overnight, so a lot of the stuff is a little later in the day when I post. But I do retweet Tiffany and I retweet Issa, and they all have that information up. Like I said, I, I was just telling Tiffany today, I'm like, She's not on the show all the time, but she's definitely a part of this team. Uh, I feel that way about Issa and Sydney and everybody that I go to for information as far as this. I couldn't do this without my community. It's just it wouldn't work. So uh, for for JR, uh, this is Floyd. I am reminding you, whether it's homework or school, always do your best to be elite. (laughs) 